0: The Medallion, Chapter 25 "'Strap him to the table!' The voice filtering into Corvin's ears was thin and distant. He'd been drifting in and out of consciousness as the leader of the Rakash carried him on his shoulder down the halls and stairwells deep into the gatehouse building. The leader of the Rakash lowered him onto his back on a cold metal table that shook beneath him. "'He does not require the straps, and you are not to seal the eyes on this one.' "'Sealing is required!' A thin nasal voice replied, The Rakash leaders must be able to fight in the deepest dark. If we do not use it, he may go blind anyway and be in much greater pain. So you always say. But this one will be different. By whose orders? The gatekeeper. This one has a special purpose and needs to keep his eyes open. The master said this? Enough questions. You will do as I say. Someone moved around the table and a thin voice spoke again. There is talk from up in the gatehouse. They say our master grows weaker every day and must be taken everywhere in his wheelchair. They say he can no longer stand the light of the Lumians in his eyes or even his skin. Some say, the Rakash leader spoke in clipped tones, do not repeat those rumors down here. It is bad for the morale of our new troops. Heavy steps approached the metal bed where Corvin lay. An oily round face appeared over him. You are a strong one. You should be sleeping. A chubby hand held out a vial of deep blue liquid. I have something for you that will end your craving for lumion seeds and give you the strength you need without destroying your heart. The vial hovered over Corvin's mouth, but he twisted his body to one side. The pack on his back bunched up and restricted his movement, and in the dim light he saw the leader of the Rakash standing along the wall. His head appeared to float suspended in midair, as his cloak blended in with the stones around him the handless stomp pointed at him. "'He is not lying to you, boy. Take the elixir. If you have any reason left to live, take the drink he offers you.' The pudgy man leaned in closer and wheezed in his face. "'Can't you feel the rending in your heart? You survived more power in the test than any before you, but your chest is still swelling. Take the medicine now, or your heart is going to explode.' Corvin knew that what he was saying was true. There was barely enough room left for him to take a shallow breath. He could not die now that he was so close to finding his father. He reached out for the vial and caught the faint smell of Lumian fruit. Taking a small sip, he let the cool fluid slide down his throat, soothing the raw tissues. The muscles in his jaw relaxed and the tension across his forehead eased. This was more like medicine than something that would hurt him. He took a larger sip that flowed down into his stomach. The pain in his chest eased and he could feel the swelling going down. Draining the vial, he felt the relief flow right down to his toes. The short man took the vial. Now you will feel very tired. Close your eyes and rest for a while. You won't feel a thing. The rakash leader spoke. So true, for I know what you will do once he is fast asleep. You search them and take whatever you can find. When I first came here, I had a ring on and after it was gone, I didn't care then because of all the elixirs and potions you gave me to drink, but now I want it back. The short man stepped away from the table. Corvin tried to turn his head to follow him, but his muscles had turned to jelly and his head refused to move. The Rakash leader left his place near the wall and walked out of Corvin's view. His voice rasped again. Do not try to run. You have taken my eyesight, but I know where you are. I can hear every breath. The nasal voice squeaked like a mouse caught in a trap. There is a ring on my finger, but I don't remember where I found it. There was a brief scuffle and the rakash spoke. Yes, that is it. I can't take it off. It's stuck. A crack and a cry of pain was followed by the voice of the rakash. I can take your finger with the ring, or you can take the ring off first. Give me a minute. I have some grease. Corvin could hear the man whimpering as he worked on getting the ring off his broken finger. Here, take it and be gone. I will go when I am certain this boy will be allowed to rest in peace. The Rakash leader's voice was growing fainter but the words caught Corvin's ears and he felt his heart skip a beat. Were they going to kill him? Someone drew close and the Rakash leader spoke. You will let him rest, but not here. I don't trust you. Take him to the cells and don't forget I will be back to check on him often and you won't see me coming. He turned toward the door, his clicks guiding him out and fading away down the corridor. The nasal voice was low and bitter. I will do as you say, but our master will not be pleased to hear what you have done. The bed shook below Corvin and the light overhead shifted and moved. Small Lumion swept past on the rocky ceiling, just like the time he was wheeled down the Fenwood Hospital hallway to get his appendix out. It didn't smell like a hospital, though, more like the overused outhouse next to his school. They passed through a doorway and into a small room. A lone Lumion hung from a hook in the center of the ceiling. Corvin stared at it. There was absolutely no desire to have it seed. The oily face drew near, its crooked smile looking like a poorly carved jack-o'-lantern. He pointed to the light. My medicine has helped you. The liquid takes away the cravings for the power of the lumion seeds and helps heal the damage done to your body. As long as you keep taking my elixir, you will feel better and with much more strength than the lumion seeds can provide. Corvin lifted his hand to block out the light. Yes, elixir can cause great difficulty with the eyes. The man dug into his pocket and pulled out a black mask, like the Lone Ranger wore, except it had slits instead of eye holes. I use this when I go into the city. I have lived in this dim light for too long. The master does not permit much light within his gatehouse. The man clumsily fastened the mask over Corvin's eyes. On one of his hands, two fingers were wrapped together with a strip of cloth. Now I will leave you alone to sleep for a while. Although the elixir heals your body, you must help it along by resting as much as possible. He backed out of the small room and pulled on the side of the opening, A grid of rusty metal bars creaked into position. Corvin sat up, but the man waved him back down. This is necessary to protect you. At times we have ones that react to the medicine and become violent. These bars will keep them out of your cell. The lock clicked into place and Corvin lay back, overcome by an incredible weariness that radiated out from every part of his body. Folding his arms across his chest, he closed his eyes. As he dozed off, the damp, nasty-smelling air grew dry and clear. Corvind opened his eyes and through the slits he could see the walls of the small, circular dream room, but no door, just the light of the medallion-shaped star. He watched it through hazy eyes, but Kate did not show up. He needed to tell her he was sorry for how he had been the last time he was here. He shut his eyes. He would rest for a bit and wait for Kate to arrive.